This is That's Another Story Told, the podcast. The author, the narrator, the short story. Together they dance in your ears. Hello, this is episode four. Today the story is Behind the Pain, written by Clarence Carter. His novel, No Honour Among Thieves, is available now and you can find out more about Clarence at his Facebook page, Clarence Carter Author. The story today will be read by Todd Waits. Todd is a very experienced audiobook narrator from the USA. Um, You can find out more about Todd on his website, toddwaitsvoice.com. To get the links, just look in the show notes. Enjoy the story. Behind the Pain Written by Clarence Carter. Narrated by Todd Waits. On a dreadful night with the wind clattering the panes, I laid restless in my bed. In the distance, cracks of thunder and flashes of lightning threatened. At times, the thunder could be so fierce it shook the house. An uneasy feeling resided deep inside. I'd never been fond of storms and always had the good fortune to sleep through them when possible. The manor I'd always known as home creaked and rattled on its old bones. Branches from the tree outside my bedroom tapped against the window like fingers. Several times I'd reminded myself to let the gardener know first thing in the morning. The frightening thought of someone tapping on the window in the middle of the night stuck in my mind, haunting me. It's just a couple of branches, I said through a yawn. Several times I reminded myself that horrors were works of fiction. Such things I'd imagined and feared rarely happened in reality. Monsters and boogeymen were stories made for children and had no place in an old fool's heart. The lamp illuminated my bedroom. I looked at the clock, the witching hour. Legends and rumors told throughout the manor came to me. For as long as I could recall, staff told ghost stories of the corridor outside my bedroom. The rumors were always the same speculation, thumping in the night when nobody else was around. Along with the rumors of mysterious noises came the mention of other members of the family. Legends said some of them went mad, others went missing last seen somewhere in the manor. As a young boy, my father always told me the rumors were posh. On occasion, someone from the staff might stay in a guest bedroom upstairs, especially during a storm. But this wasn't one of those times. Everyone left promptly at seven, leaving me to lock the doors. I'd never felt so alone in this vast mansion during this storm. The lamp flicked off, and I pulled the covers to my chin, but my thoughts didn't settle. The disappearances came to mind. Strange how more than four people had gone missing within the walls of the manor. It hadn't bothered me before. I thought of it all as a tale. Where'd they all gone? I wondered as I stared into the darkness, thinking the worst thoughts one's imagination could supply. There is no such thing as ghosts. That's preposterous. They were tales told to keep me entertained when my father worked. That wasn't entirely true, and I knew it. They hadn't just told me the tales. 
I had a nearly perfect recollection of our chef telling my nanny a story about a thump in the night. Unable to sleep, I sat up in my bed, keeping a keen eye on the window. Little shards of light spilled through onto the rug in checkered patterns. The wind and rain crashed against the side of the old house, startling me. A shutter broke free from its housing and flapped against the brick. There's no way I will sleep now, I thought. As I sat, staring out into the darkness, I remembered fears from my youth. I believed something inhabited my closet, and such conspiracies didn't sit well with my father. He didn't believe in monsters or anything thumping in the night. When I expressed my concerns, he'd simply tell me to grow up. Then, as if I'd summoned it with my imagination, I heard a thump outside my bedroom door. What could it be? I wondered as I pulled down the blanket, exposing my legs to the frigid air. The bedroom door, enormous in size and weight, stared back at me. Hesitant, I approached and considered calling down the hall. Perhaps one of the staff had forgotten something and come back for it with urgency. As I stepped closer to the thick slab of the door, the boards beneath my feet moaned. Chills stood out on my neck as I considered the ghost stories. Now, as an adult, I questioned their validity. As a child of fourteen, it seemed natural to dispel such fairy tales. After having traveled, schooled, and learned of horrors throughout the world, I couldn't say for sure if any of them were right. The door squealed on old hinges as I pulled it open. The hair on my arm stood on end as I looked out the door. Behind me, the clatter of the shutter and the rain pressed on. The wind howled like a wolf in bursts. Wearily, I looked up and down the corridor in hopes of explaining the thump. Nothing stood out in the shadows. As I turned with the intent of fetching a candle, another sound erupted. The breath seemed to get caught in my throat, and I swallowed hard to catch my wind. Unlike the occurrence in my bedroom, it didn't sound like a branch or a loose shutter. It came from inside. A loud rustle of branches clashed against the window, followed by a crack of thunder. The power went out. The feeling of helplessness overwhelmed me as I turned back to my door and pushed my way inside. Cautious of my feet, I crept toward the stand nearest my bed. I fetched the candle and the matches. It took several matches and several strikes while my hands shook. The light from the candle only nibbled at the darkness consuming my bedroom. Tracing my steps back to the hallway felt impossible, considering the thunder and panic. Having the house to myself in a moment of paranoia felt like both a blessing and a curse. I could only imagine someone's opinion of me if they'd seen me in such a state. As my cold feet touched the wooden floor of the hallway, I heard my steps echo. I'd never cared for that aspect of the old house. Every tick and creak drew my attention with a drastic turn of the head. Every couple of steps, I couldn't stop myself from looking over my shoulder. 
The thump occurred again, closer. The fear felt imminent. Fearful, my eyes traced every inch of the corridor. The faces of generations of elders looked back in portraits, paintings, and photographs. We'd recorded nearly every generation of our lineage and kept photographs of them all on our wall. Thunder bellowed and lightning flashed shortly after. I knew from experience the storm had gotten closer. Suddenly, it felt like all the eyes from the portrait stared at me. It felt as if every step I took, the eyes followed. I tried to convince myself it had been in my imagination, but every time I looked at a picture, it felt as if their eyes scurried away. The hair on my neck stood on end. Shivers went up and down my spine as I stood there, wondering, had they been looking at me? My sanity felt in question. It seemed entirely possible my mind had been sliding due to my advanced age. Madness had always been a deep fear for me. My great-grandmother had descended into mania during my childhood. Vivid memories of her cackle carrying through the halls, sharp as a knife, passed through my mind. At times, she'd holler at anyone for any reason, cursing them. If the halls to Hazelwood could speak, they'd have a thousand stories. Nearly every person in those portraits had inhabited the manor during one part of their life. From the corner of my eye, I saw something move. I lifted the candle in hopes of illuminating the shadows and expose whatever lurked, but it didn't. I lifted the light and saw nothing but a long line of portraits and a dark corridor. My heartbeat thumped loud in my temples. Another slow, rolling thunder passed outside, and I swallowed hard against the fear with an audible click. It's not real, I tried to convince myself, but even I knew better. It happened. I just hadn't come around to accepting it yet. Another thump sounded, this time further. I whipped around, trying to illuminate the hall and see what happened when my motion extinguished the flame, leaving me in shadows. A loud bang erupted from the hall. I feared for a second I'd wet my trousers because it had given me such a start. Firmly, I pressed my hand to my chest, assuring my heart kept its beat. Hastily, I walked back to the hallway. On the floor, not far from the door, laid one of the portraits. I leaned in, shining the light on the picture, and noticed it was face down. I picked it up, turned it over, and immediately dropped it. Blood had trickled from my great-uncle's face. It had never looked like that before. Also, his hand pressed against the glass in desperation. The expression on his face riddled with pain. The scream lodged in my throat before I could let it out. Another thump occurred further down the hall, and I looked up, trying to trace the origin. Nobody will believe this, I thought. I stretched my hand for the picture and lifted it as the glass slid off, but the frame remained intact. A corner of the picture stuck out. I'd seen that picture dozens of times, and he'd never looked like that. He'd always had a calm, half-smile cocked on a charming face. It looked like any other black-and-white photograph. Someone's eyes were upon me. 
I could feel their gaze against my flesh, and chills raced my body. The light from the candle illuminated the long wall of pictures. On both ends of the hall, I saw nothing but shadows. In an attempt to save the portrait, I pulled it from its frame. In the flickering light, I expected him to move. I prepared to drop the photo at an instance and only held it by the bottom corner. I stared at my great-uncle Jasper in confusion. How on earth did his face get bloodied? Why did his hand embrace for impact? It felt like an illusion, as if someone had switched the pictures overnight as a prank. It wasn't like my staff to play tricks on me, not if they valued their position. A sense of hypnosis came over me as I stared at the picture. I'd lost track of time. I couldn't tell if I'd been staring at it for ten seconds or ten hours. A calm, serene feeling crept over me, and I embraced it. As I stared into the eyes of my ancestor, I noticed he'd begun to fade. Over time, the man in the photograph became less and less visible. My mind struggled to comprehend the atrocity at hand. Disbelief came over me as I watched my family member dissipate, leaving behind a vacant background. I turned to toss the picture in fear, but couldn't. Even with my hand open, it didn't leave my palm. A sticky substance kept it attached. I shook it several times, hoping the picture would release me, but it didn't. I noticed my thumb had attached itself to the paper. Panic struck my heart, and I took to shaking it fiercely, calling out for help as it slowly ascended to another finger. Soon, my entire hand had become one with the portrait. The substance clutching my skin to the paper felt stronger than glue. Repeatedly, I told myself not to use my other hand because it too would become stuck. As I slid into the portrait, I looked up at all the other pictures on the wall. They were looking straight at me, watching as I became one with the background. Their eyes were on mine. Some of them turned to watch. My great-grandmother cooed and blinked. The echo of my screams fell on deaf ears. The staff wouldn't be around until morning. Then they'd only find a broken picture with me trapped inside. The paper consumed me, and I thought about the other pictures, how they'd turn to look at me. How many times had this happened? How many of them had gotten trapped inside? I'd become one with the portrait, taken the place of my great-uncle Jasper. I stared up into the darkness, waiting for the moment Someone touched the picture. Thank you for listening to Another Story Told, the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you do, then please subscribe because you'll get a new story every week. If, like us, you want to celebrate new authors and narrators, then please share this as far and wide as you possibly can. Maybe you have a story of your own that you'd like to submit. To do that, just look at the show notes and all the information you need is there. Thank you.